0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community.
1: Community, I know you love beer and I know specifically you love free beer because that's what we do in the community. There's no better time to get free beer and enjoy community than at Mobile Tech Expo Community Pub Night Sheldon, tell us about the community night.
2: Yep. This will be Friday after the show closes. So immediately when you leave the show floor, be on the lookout for our staff. We'll have drink tickets. We'll have bars set up and we'll be all uh, raising a glass together and just toasting community. Hope you can find someone in maybe a different industry to meet and, uh, you know, make that networking connection. You never know how it could take your business to the next level. And then uh, when you're at the show that day, make sure you swing by the uh, Pints and Polishing podcast booth, because I hear Marshall might be giving out those drink tickets as well.
1: Oh, yeah. So, well, we'll have quite a few to give out, man. We're super excited about that. Uh, what are the drink tickets do?
2: They just uh, allow you to go get a nice cold beer um, in a Pints and Polishing cool uh, cup, the rubbery ones that we actually had in 2020. So we'll have those available. You just got to get that drink ticket so that uh, you can come uh, raise a glass with us.
1: No doubt. Silicone pint glasses is is what we do. Excited about uh, more community. I know everybody's looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time, Sheldon. Thanks so much, man.
2: Yep. Talk to you soon.
1: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Saves. Best way to get in touch, though, go to Facebook groups and do HyperClean Specialist or shoot us a text direct, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub. And I am diving into a, well, it's a little combination. I know we were looking for... uh, Sam Adams beer tonight, but multiple people, we couldn't find Sam Adams beer, myself included. But I did find this uh, from Stone Brewery and Deschutes Brewery. Uh, Stone out of California. I'm not sure where Deschutes is, but Deschutes has grown in popularity for their hazy IPAs. They've got a couple different that uh, they've had out, where one where they're squeezing the orange on the can. Um, that's, That's a good one. So this is a combination between Stone and Deschutes. And they mixed honey into it, and uh, it's delicious. It's delicious. Let's be homies. That's it is all right. So let's do an update real quick, and then we got a really great question that Dustin uh, brought up. Let's get an update real quick on MTE. First, I want to know who here, uh, who here is going. Lucas, are you going to MTE? Yes, sir. Sweet man, looking forward to it. Joe Clean is celebrating his anniversary and he will be there. Uh, they, you know, he took his wife, you know, canceled his anniversary so that he could be there, you know, at Mobile Tech. No, that didn't happen. So, Joe Clean's gone. Um, John, are you gonna make it? Are you gonna take the long, long flight?
3: I, I, that is, that is the plan, my friend. I plan on being able to link up and uh, be in the house of cards. Oh, you, so you are going to
1: make it to mobile That's, tech.
3: That is, I'm, I'm working on it right now.
1: Dude, it's in two weeks. You haven't got tickets yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got a place for you to stay. All right. So it,
3: I will please, make it happen tonight. Done and done. That's it. I'll just make it happen tonight. So yes, I'm committing.
1: I'll be there. Wow. All right. Cool. Well, we got a place for you to stay. All right. Brandon from Shawshank. What about you? I am definitely going,
4: and it sounds like it's going to be awesome. A lot of a lot of good people going. I'm glad to meet them face to face for the first time.
1: Agreed, Ryan. What about you? Are you going to uh, make it a Mobile Tech?
5: Negative. No, I'm not making it out this year. Unfortunately, it's too too slammed with work right now. It's just it's, it's not realistic at the point we're at right now. Yeah. Hey,
1: no problem. Yeah, I, negative Ghost Rider. I, I like that. Well, yeah. A uh, few people, few people use that quote, but I, it's still one of my favorite movie quotes of all time. Uh, Dustin, please tell me you know the the movie quote for it's a negative Ghost Rider. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what is it?
6: <laughs> you put me on the spot now.
1: I know, of course, I did because you didn't just say it. That's what I was like. uh, Really? <laughs> I it before I just can't think of the name of it right now uh it's got this it's got this really good looking dude that brandon is trying to copy his hair right now
6: yeah well i'm, I'm, glad, I'm
1: glad, glad you're in good looking yeah oh wow we got a barking <laughs> dog uh all right so dustin what about you are you gonna make it to mobile tech yes sir oh well, cool I'm looking forward to it so the the cool announcements that we've been able to put out lately and uh, no, we're going to put out complete marketing pieces and everybody that's going to be up on stage for the Pints and Polishing podcast at Mobile Tech is going to put out marketing. So you'll be able to get a schedule of who all showing up, when, what all the different episodes are. But like I mentioned earlier uh, in the week with our episode with Nick, you know, a, a, a really big one that I'm excited about. Listen, we're going to we're going to get started right off the bat. If those of you remember, you know, there was there was some conflict over the last one getting canceled. One guy, one guy stepped up and came onto the show and we talked through it, Ian from Autofiber. So the very first episode on stage is Ian from Autofiber, you know, out of much respect and gratitude for being somebody that wants to step up and have conversations. Uh, Him and Chris will be on and we're going to talk through, uh, well, fun things in microfiber and marketing, some of the misnomers, some of the things that People, you know, wow, what's, what's a misconception around microfiber that we should get into and, and marketing with SEO and what Chris all does from, uh, from his computer side. Uh, another big fun one that I talked about earlier in the week is, uh, is, is having who we had said we didn't want anybody to miss out of mobile tech. And so many people missed out on hearing from Mike Phillips last year that we wanted him to make sure he was there and he's excited up on stage to help the community and talk through you know, all the information that he's known over the past years that could still be so valuable for us today. He was cleaning a, a, a car the other day w- when I was talking to him that our, just got finished cleaning. It was going to the auction. It's got big white walls on it. Let's take a guess real quick. Throw out some options that you think mike phillips was using to clean white walls john bleach white nope Uh, brandon
4: i was gonna say bleach white too honestly dustin hyper clean trx
1: (laughs) 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 yeah that would have been cool that would have been cool lucas uh
7: degreaser i don't know degreaser okay
1: all right wesley Derek.
7: Anybody paint thinner
1: paint thinner? Good uh, question. Alcohol, Good and bleach, bleach, white, yeah. and... uh, Comet. Ah, yeah, Is right it abrasive. I, abrasive. I, it, it makes you kind of go, huh? But he swears by it. He said, You want to clean any white wall, you use Comet. And so, those are the things that I'm excited about picking into the brain of Mike Phillips to find some really cool little tricks. Tricks, trip, tips, however you want to say it. Things that we can use to better our detailing skills. Uh, he's, he's the guy to know, and I, I'm really excited about doing that. Then we go right into the, uh, the Rennie Doyle episode with our, our, our good friend, uh, Billy, um, and uh, diving into, well, entrepreneurship. What does that look like inside the industry? Who's doing it right? What are some things that are going on? And two great guys to have a conversation with on entrepreneurship and listen, I'm, I am really excited then to, to close it out on Friday and Derek, we're going to go out, we're going to grab ourselves some silicone pine glasses, even though we've already been drinking all day and we're going to drink more beer sitting out at the live (laughs) community pub. This is the live version where everybody inside the expo gets the opportunity to come out, drink beer and let's talk. right. Let's have a conversation. Let's see how we can network. Let's see how we can work together. Let's see how we can grow the overall car care industry. And that's really what the community is all about. And getting to do that there at mobile tech, it moved from what was called pint night, uh, to community pint night there at community, uh, at mobile tech. And I'm, it's a, it's a, it's a fun event. Super excited. Mm-hmm. Next, next week we'll release some more information of who's coming out, uh, on Saturday. Uh, we're stacked it's another great day of shows and it's gonna be super fun uh there's gonna be different parts where i'm gonna reach out to you guys and have you guys up there on stage talking with people over certain episodes too so lots of fun things for the community i'm really excited though dustin before we get into your question before we get into your question listen let's give old mr wesley oaks a round of applause for making it back into the pub (laughs) it's been a while wesley it's been a while man good to see you yeah how's everything
8: all good busy all
1: right what's nissan news at the busy? dealership what's news at the dealership what's happening there
8: me yeah oh i'm not at a dealer i'm uh in design change i'm in powertrain so i'm oh, okay in manufacturing slash uh slash
1: oh actually whatever. for for the uh manufacturer mm-hmm. nissan right mm-hmm Okay, I I thought all yep. along you you were working with the dealership too. So yeah, working strictly, strictly for uh, Nissan. Then what's the what's it like at the main headquarters? We're, when do the chips come back out? How's the inventory? What does <laughs> look like? You know, there's a Anybody
8: lot of, know? Lot of questions know. we want to know. know. Somebody let me know. I'm not. Somebody sure. let you know, huh? Yeah, we had a meeting a couple of days ago with upper management and that you know, people don't really seem to know exactly the answer to that question. Um, We speculate uh, late spring, it could be into the middle of summer, really not sure. Um, The engine that I primarily work on is lower volume. So that's not really a topic that comes up a whole lot. Uh, They build a couple hundred a day Um, the certain engine that I work on so um, I just kind of hear it from you know down the grapevine for uh, vehicle stuff and you know they allocate they allocate production to um, to the vehicles that sell well you know and pull back on production of vehicles that don't sell so well so it's kind of how they manage it and they try not to keep a lot of uh, ground stock build more than the dealers are asking for so it's kind of a Hand to mouth, type thing. So,
1: so, so Wesley, this is a this is a, a question. I think uh, we're gonna chop it up. Nick started up a new episode for those of you guys that haven't listened to it. Put out another one this week on um, strictly just about cars, really, um, and a yep. detailer's perspective about cars. Yeah, I messaged
8: and- both of you guys about that. That really resonates with me because that's frankly that's why people bring me their cars because I'm the car guy that is also good with paint. Uh, they're taking care of paint polishing coating paint so it's a trust thing you know it's like you get it you know
1: so and and one of the things he's going to talk about here in a couple weeks we were going over it earlier today was the theory of what's happening inside of the dealerships and what could transpire out of it right so one thing that's definitely happening like you said lower floor plans lower volume and you made the statement that manufacturers will you know, kind of handle that with the local dealerships as they need to. Um, And you guys have cut back, I guess, what you're keeping on hand. Everybody's been making all these big cutbacks about what they're going to keep on hand. And it's almost like a a made-to-order system now. Does it ever go backwards? Does it ever go back to large floor plans, uh, come hawk off as many cars as you can possibly do, and what we've known in the car industry?
8: I'm really not sure. I don't have, I have zero experience in a, in a dealer setting. Um, You know, I just, I see what I see. Um, So I, it's hard to tell, you know, with any business inventory is a, is a, is a, is a risk, especially if it can age out and you might have a new model come and then you have to throw money on the hood to get rid of it or throw discounts at a product because it's, nearing its shelf life or you have a new product coming out replacing it you know or you change the label you want to get the old stuff out so it's always it's a liability and you know uh, we were we were aiming towards I say we the the sales and manufacturing teams that are in charge of finished vehicles were you know aiming towards um, lowering that ground stock or float or buffer or whatever you want to call it that was always a goal and it was just forced to happen. Um, So
1: it, you guys have enjoyed it also then.
8: Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good thing. Um, The the problem is that the new vehicles that are out um, are so popular at the dealers. uh, There is, there's, there's more demand than there is supply, which is not a good thing when you're not a, you know, boutique manufacturer and you want to have more demand than supply. That's not the case. Um, with a large, you know, uh, consumer manufacturer, Japanese car manufacturer, you know, you want to fill, you don't want to fill what the customers want. So that's, that's the downside. Um,
1: yeah, makes sense. So, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Right. Like we'll see once it all transpires back out and what happens in, in a couple of years, we'll look back and go, Okay. Yeah. Huh. You know, like, yeah. that's the way it went. So thanks, man. And like I said, good yeah. to see you, man. Thanks for hopping in. All right, Dustin, uh, you mentioned earlier um, a, a question. So go for it, man.
6: Oh, which one, which one?
1: <laughs> uh. Uh, let's start with uh, the question about uh, gaining, you know, how do you go for, specifically you talk, you know, with Brandon, or there could be some people that, that work specifically with, uh, it seems to be they're always with high-end cars, and and you mentioned it, and it and it's a question that we see on a regular basis in the in the groups too. Like, how do you even get them? How how do you go get somebody that is a high net worth individual that has a really nice car, might have multiple cars? How do you go into a body shop that that's that way? How do you go into a dealership? Now, there's all kinds of different avenues that we could go into to look for high net worth individuals high net worth vehicles. Um, and I think that's really the big part of the question that you had.
6: Yeah, for sure. And, and another thing was, you know, so so getting those, you know, those end cars, I commented on one of Brandon's things the other day and said he, he should change his name to like the Porsche doctor, I like- <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome um, for sure. And being where I'm at, we don't have a lot of, I don't even think we have a Porsche dealership so so most of the stuff around here is trucks and stuff like that uh but we do have a big cars and coffee uh community and stuff like that but uh so how do you attract some of that uh some of those higher-end vehicles um and maybe that could line up with my other question is do you need a you know a sports car or something like that to attract those those people yeah
9: Mm mm-hmm
1: all right. So uh, let's go around and toss out some different ideas. Uh, one that I, you know, that, that, came to my mind. So networking inside of high net worth individuals happens just the same way as it does with everybody else, right? They'd like to talk to people, help, help their friends solve problems. If they got a car that's, you know, listen, the, the instances where you guys have wondered uh, if, if, if I polish a car and, and I don't get everything out and then there's a guy that's going to come over and see the problem and then tell the person all the, you know, right? You know, remember that situation? I haven't really ever seen that happen where they dissect a car and break it down. But I know that those guys will talk about their cars. They'll talk about what their experience what they love about they talk to all their other friends about their cars they comment about each other's cars they they don't compete they share and they comment and they chat around their friends so especially in those gated communities so i would always one thing you could do is go get one of those little you know t signs or whatever See that? I see that always, guys will put that out. Maybe just put it at the the street while you're cleaning a car mobile. I know you're in a shop, so that doesn't quite answer your question. But inside of the network that goes on in that neighborhood, maybe it's just that and somebody sees it. Or they're out walking the dog and you're at a house, you just start saying hi. You just start talking to people. You don't have to sell them. Yeah, just say hi. Hey, how's the cute dog? Oh, da, da, da. Two weeks later when they see you there, three weeks later when they see you there, they begin to do this. And there was a period where I had inside one of these, and this was only about a 20-house a, a, a twenty house neighborhood. I had at least about 30 to 40% of them. I mean, when we would go there on a Saturday, we were cleaning car, boom, 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 right? Every time. And they just because once you start talking to somebody, then the next person knows. And as we all know, it begins to do this. And especially if they see that you're working with everybody else in that neighborhood and you're taking care of so-and-so's cars and all that. Right. That's how I did it. That's how I got through a lot of my high net worth people. Brandon.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's start with the second question. Do you need a nice car to work on nice cars? I don't think so. Um, I was in the car community and I loved modifying cars. I I love German cars and community. (laughs) And to be honest, in five years of business, I've only got two of my car friends on detailing. But what you can get them on is the products. The products you're selling are huge in that car community and if you did have something to bring there that's even better because everyone knows you and they're going to say oh his stuff is great check it out um and that would help huge but as far as getting with the community i uh i'm using the community a lot i used to work and i ran a sales department and tuning department for a high-end speed shop so i did meet a lot of people that way i also sold cars for a while but word of mouth is huge just like marty says they talk to each other so i don't have to do any marketing with my high-end clients really they talk to each other and they're like hey john called me and told me you do a great job with these cars can you come take a look at mine so once you get in with one or two it it just is spider webs from there and then if Uh you get in a dealership that sells high-end cars and you're working on one of those cars and the customer comes in for service that's even
1: better Definitely. Lucas, thoughts?
7: Yeah. uh, Obviously, car communities are a little different all around the country. Around here, we have two big cars and coffee meets in Michigan throughout the summer months. And um, a lot of those guys, they're, I don't want to say stuck up, but they're the kind of guys that that go to those kind of shows. Like, there's a difference between the guys who go to meets and the guys who go to shows. Like, uh, I forgot his name, but the guy who was just talking – um, the Shawshank he said that uh, the car meet guys the guys who modify their cars and you know they they go to car meets they do some street racing track cars they they don't want they, they don't have money to afford to make their cars look nice they can only afford to do it themselves so I can get where product lines would do great with that community because everybody in that community that I'm friends with buys Most of them, I have to get off of chemical guys and armor all and put them onto something better than that. And then there's the guys who are like 40, 50, 60, 70s, 80s. that go to car shows and are the guys that have the disposable income and think they do a good job taking care of their cars, but they don't really know much. They're, they're the old school guys that are like, you know, you know, wheel it out, buff and wax. I do it every Saturday in my driveway and, um, They, they real, a lot of the guys around my area anyway, they, they really won't give you the time of day. If you're not driving, like if you're going to a show, you got to pull up in a show car. You can't pull up and I'm not, you know, a show car doesn't have to be something expensive. I, I, I booked a lot of people with my $10,000 Camaro, which is a third of the average new vehicle price in today's market. So it it's, if you have a decent car, even if it's just a stupid sports car made 10 years ago. If you take care of it and it's clean, I, I think too many detailers don't have some kind of decent car that's been taken care of that is ceramic coated. I, I, I know like four detailers in my area that don't have their personal cars ceramic coated. And I always ask them, how are you going to sell to a customer if you don't know what it's like to have it? So I, I think, um, at least in my area, a good thing that I'm trying to do that I've seen work for me over the past two years is to... Have a some kind of nicer car, not necessarily, you know, a hundred thousand dollar Porsche, but something presentable that is interesting and to take care of it. Have it ceramic coated or, you know, your entire, you know, make that your billboard when you pull into a car show to those guys that have the money to be able to spend on their car shows or on their cars.
1: Yeah, great advice, great advice uh john i'm gonna hop over to you uh looks like sheldon's coming into the pub that's cool good to see you sheldon but i think he's still connecting to the audio so john what what do you think how do you get into uh the high net worth individuals so how i've done it is i've
3: done it a couple different ways and kind of stumbled into it so um my ferrari that that i work on specifically was happened to be uh my wife's it guy and he was coming to work on her computer and he i'm literally detailing a mommy van in my garage at nine o'clock at night and he goes oh you detail cars i'm like yes here's your sign and uh he goes well i just lost my detail guy and i gave him a car stop what i was doing gave him a car talked to him he's like oh didn't even know that he had you know a nice car like that he's like yeah i'd love to you know my mom's you know camera taking care of. and i'm like cool yeah just give me a call and uh got it all set up and then literally been taking care of his uh, blue Ferrari uh, since. And it's, and what's cool about him is he loves his car, but it's also, he's has no problem with spending the money. And, and also has no problem with understanding that this is not a delicate car. I'm going to drive it. Things are going to happen. It's got scratched, but well, we got a story behind it. And then my other clients that I've picked up have been by When I was first starting the business, I would uh, take my wife to work and I would go in certain areas, uh, gated communities, and I'd walk the neighborhood and I would, you know, hand flyers out. And then next thing you know what, three, four, five months later, I'd get a call saying, hey, I got your flyer. I'm like, when? Like five months ago? And next thing you know what, I went over to the other side of the valley. So like where I'm at, a lot of people go and chase where they think all the dollars are. And I watch every day, I watch all these high-end Teslas come through. So a lot of it's been word of mouth, that somebody's talked to me um, or stopped. Like I've always had a label on my van or truck and people always stop going, I see you here every week or every other week. So you must be doing something right if you're continuing to come here. So I think it's the consistency. And, and my philosophy is always that if people are driving by and seeing you wash a car, they should always know who you are. Some kind of label, some kind of sign, something, because that is huge. I've seen so many people take pictures of the van because they were respectful. They're like, oh, I didn't want to interrupt you. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no big deal. I'll give you a card. And, and so a lot of it's been by passby's, and that's how I've gotten some really, really nice cars is by somebody who goes, I don't drive very often. You want to come take a look at it? Sure. I, and then next to you know, just you open that conversation, but take five minutes to talk to each person, even if they're walking a dog, because I have met some people walking their dog and they've got a beautiful, expensive Mercedes.
1: Yeah. Cool, man. Thanks. Brian, what about you?
5: Um, I think for me, it's kind of a two pronged topic, almost number one being exposure. You have to figure out a way to get in front of those people and, Wh- however you end up doing it, find a way to get into those circles and get in front of people with those types of vehicles. And like they were saying earlier, when you meet one, it kind of does tend to spider web from there. And that guy knows that guy who knows that guy, who knows that guy. Uh, the secondary concern being presentation, in my opinion, um, kind of everywhere I go, my car is clean. I'm you know, put together, hairs combed, everything like that. You know, If we're doing a detail, I'll show up on time in the uniform, and that seems, I mean, if we're talking about somebody who has a $250,000 supercar, there's a good chance they're a little bit concerned about presentation. So if you're showing up looking less than put together, I think that's uh, a big deal. Um, like yesterday, I was in a parking lot and a McLaren it was a 570 GT pulled up next to me. I walked out, you know, and talked to the guy and right off the rip, I said, is that a five? I said, it's a GT. And he's like, yeah, which is, you know, GT is obviously a specific trim model. So it's kind of like, Hey, I'm a car guy. You're a car guy, you know, whatever the guy ended up having like, like eight different supercars right now. So we talked about him for a while and I do work for a performance shop that does most of the supercars in my area. So based off that, you know, being professional talking to the guy and also communicating that, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. I think kind of goes a long way. So we're going to have to do his cars soon. Um, and also I think there's a little bit of a tendency, obviously they're crazy cars. I'm a little jaded at this point, but they're, they're insane cars. However, I do think it's not necessarily a great thing if a supercar owner picks up that you're like, oh my God, is that a Ferrari? Cause it's like, this guy's not used to these cars. What if he, you know, if you're not used to being around them, maybe you're not going to know what you're doing exactly. So, you know, respectfully communicating. I know what the car is. I know it's a nice car, but without making it come off like, oh, I've never done something this nice before. Cause I mean, if I was, I'd be like, oh God, no that guy, you know, Uh, So I think, yeah, showing up on time, you know, getting in front of those people, being confident and, you know, even if you haven't done that, making it sound like it's like, oh yeah, four eighty eight. Yeah, we do a ton of those. You know, I mean, off the light of the guy, but at least conveying, you know, that point. Like, hey, I'm confident in my abilities. I'm confident that I can go out there and take care of your vehicles. This is non issue. Um, I, I think it goes a long way.
1: Cool, man, Ryan, appreciate it. Great advice. And let's let's pause for a moment on the the question. I'm gonna hop open. It's it's great to see uh, Sheldon on. Sheldon, thanks for coming in. Uh, Mobile Tech is. Drawing very close, and even though there's a lot of new stuff going on, we've been talking about all the flus that's going, all the the new strains that's going, on, and all the the, everything, right? But Sheldon, we're good to go, right? We're good to go, yeah. guys.
2: We we're having a show, hundred percent. Um, and you know, I already have my team, like all our tickets, like all our tickets are booked. We're flying out there. We have a pretty full floor plan. I was actually just looking. You know, we've had, I think, two cancellations, and they've been 10 by 10. So, like, I think we're looking real good. And, you know, most people, we actually have 75 people registered just today. So,
9: hmm.
2: right? <laughs> so, I think I know a lot of people oh, were yeah. kind of waiting towards the end, um, kind of see how things are going to play out. But I think we're going to have a really, really great show. And I'm actually kind of worried about space, to be honest. So,
1: uh, Derek, let's, let's get a full one on that.
10: I said, God,
1: damn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: people. That was, that's a good job, Sean. Hey, thanks for reminding me. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, community. community. I, bourbon.
1: Community. Yeah, Ooh. what kind of bourbon are you drinking?
2: Uh, Bibb and Tucker Tenure. It's a cool new glass I got, though. So like a quarter of it is like ice, and then it kind of... Oh, whoa. Yeah. Life, Christmas present, you know. Nice. Just supporting so, the habit
1: sipping some bourbon
2: yep yep of course sipping never sh- never shooting always sipping. Never. yeah <laughs> always
1: yeah uh but uh you still on the the lesser part of the beer side
2: yeah you know uh have a big mexico trip planned in february so trying to shed a couple pounds from uh the covid isolation all about you guys but uh, i found my way down the tunnel of all the heavy ipas and everything and enjoyed them and suffered the consequences
1: (laughs) yeah it it happens so uh let's talk about uh the community night uh what we're gonna do there the live community pub night and everybody's gonna come out well well give us a little bit more information uh have you got six kegs this year Uh, is that is that the number that we're on or is it eight i think i have well i have
2: six (laughs) for thursday six for friday and we're doing uh, Coors Light and um, Gator Drool, which is uh, an IPA. It's a local IPA that they rebrand as Gator Drool. But I, I always want to try to do a local one, but that's as local as I can get. So they bring a local beer in. They rebrand rebranded Gator Drool. It's an IPA. So we'll have that uh, as much as you can drink there. And then, of course, in the Pines and Polish podcast booth, we'll also have beers flowing throughout the day. And
1: uh, you said it's Gator Drool. What was the other one?
2: of uh, course like oh yeah i'm sorry we have to have a, we have to have a good beer
1: whoa oh.
2: i'll take that gator drool yeah <laughs> nah, no we gotta you know try to appease everyone but yeah gotta yeah. hydrate every now and then
1: yeah yeah definitely we've got to watch the calories here and there we? <laughs>
2: uh
1: talk to us a little bit about education day
2: uh, craziest education day we've ever had uh, i think we have like 13 tracks going on of course some of that is pdr being mte but i uh, really got to pick and choose where you're going because there is some of the best in the industry talking including uh, our own marshall hill so make sure Hi. you don't miss that one but yeah lots of good sessions anywhere between business marketing um, digital we have hands-on with mike phillips with justin lobato with uh, jason rose all doing some cool stuff. So, um, unfortunately I know our biggest criticism is going to be that we just have too much and you can't be everywhere at once. So I know that's coming already, but at least there is a lot of options. So make sure you, uh, choose wisely and hopefully you're going to get some really good face time with those instructors that you want to see.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's really what, and I've said it multiple times. We'll keep saying again, you know, that's when everything that happened, everything that closed, I think is the education That so many people missed out on not getting to talk to Mike Phillips, not getting to get the hands on, not getting to sit in those classes really did affect some people.
2: Yeah. And I know I I can't speak for everyone, but like I just talked to Mike Phillips the other day and like, he's bringing half a boat, half a car. Like he's actually bringing some chunks of stuff to work on and let, and he's like, I'm not going to be working on, I'm going to make people do it. So if you're in his class, be expected to get up there and actually get hands on stuff. So. I thought yeah.
1: that was pretty cool. Cool, yeah, that is cool. Sheldon, thanks so much for hopping in. Uh, f- please hang out, but head out whenever you need to,
2: man. Uh, yeah, I'll share thanks. a drink with you guys and kind of listen to some conversation. What are you guys talking about?
1: Well, we just we just were finishing up a conversation about getting the high net worth individuals. You know, mm-hmm. as those that have the really nice cars. Um, you know, those are the people that we feel that generally will have the disposable income, as well as they should. <laughs> quote unquote should care about their car. Cause they spent so much on it. So, you know, getting high net worth individuals is a, is a little bit of a, a niche in a sense. Um, John, I'll come back. Uh, Derek didn't get a chance to answer though. John, I'll come back. Uh, Derek, what, what are your thoughts in, in your area? How do you get, uh, those type of customers?
10: Uh, kind of like what everyone else was saying. Um, it's kind of who you, who, you know, I mean, like I, um, when I first started out, I did a, uh, uh, one of my customers' cars, uh, at the time I was like, a, I didn't charge him a lot. And he had like a, you know, Jeep Wrangler, nothing real, nothing real crazy. And then his, I did his friend's car. And then the friend's uncle's friend's car ended up being like a nicer, like the, one of the new, one of the new, um, like the new Alfa Romeo Stelbios, the, the Quattrofolios when they first came out, did that. And then that guy's friend saw that car at a, at a dealer at a, um, he's putting it into storage. He saw that car getting pulled in. And then I had do in that car and then that guy had an R8 and then that guy's brother owns, uh, some bakery that's real well known something. and it kind of like, it just like went all around, but it's just, now I really do. And then the other one, like, so one of the new, um, like, said so I have to do a couple of new C8s when they came out and, that guy is saying I did a I did a one well, of the secretary's cars and I never really like talked to the owner too much. I knew he was there, I knew he had nice cars, but I didn't really like force myself. But like everyone was saying, I would show up on time, I would always uh send my invoice on time. I was really cr- courteous. So like it thought it was kind of weird. I would never like ask for anything. I'll just as long as you give me the keys, I'll do the car. I'm good. I was always like, Hey, do you mind if I you know go use the bathroom? Because it was inside a warehouse, and they're like, You don't have to ask, like, it's okay. And I'm like, I'm just trying to make sure uh, you know, I was communicating telling him when I was coming. And a uh, guy ended up, when he got his new car, he called me. He called me himself and said, hey, like, I, I always see you good work. on I want you to come do my car. And I didn't know what he had when I got there. And then when I saw the car. He sent me these pictures. And now I take care of it every every, um, uh, every week I go and do it. Every month. I once a month I go and do it. But it's he put it away for the winter so far.
1: That's cool. All right, John, you had a question about mobile tech. And, uh, and as soon as uh, – right after you asked that, uh, Nick – we're going to come back to you and see what's going on with cooking with Nick. Cause I see you're, you're busy going, cooking away. So we're going to, we're going to check in and see what you're making. John, what was your question about mobile tech?
3: So my, the, the question was like, you know, what's, what, if anybody's been there, like, what, what is your thoughts when it comes to like the Thursday being the training? Did you find like, is it overwhelming? Or did you find like a, like, a lot of information, you know, bring notes, bring a notebook, training and stuff. You know, I yeah. mean, like, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, I know some people that go to those things and they're like, well, I already know some things. So, I, you know, I really didn't get a whole lot of information, but I'm just kind of curious on what everybody thought was like, how much they got out of it.
1: Yeah, it, it does happen. That can happen. You know, you, you can go sit in a class and you can go, yeah, you know, you can. So go okay. to, go to the classes that you, you're not sure about, right? Like if it's something that you don't know that, you know, and that's why you're there, you're there to learn. So if you know a lot about a subject, don't go into that class. You know, go, go into a <laughs> class that you don't really know much about. That okay, was, okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's or, why I started, yeah, I started my...
2: replying to you. Um, The biggest thing I can recommend is I, I, there's gotta be something for everyone. And if you get in a class and you don't yeah. vibe with the instructor and like, you're not interested right away, walk out. Like, don't, mm-hmm. uh, don't think it's disrespectful. Walk out and go find another class. Okay. Don't waste cool. your time. And there is so many other tracks we have. Like I mentioned, I think we have like 13 tracks. My God, if you can't find anything else, go sit in a PDR class and listen to what they're doing. Because at least then you might be able to talk more intelligently with a PDR guy that, that can help you, you know, but honestly, that's where a lot of people end up making money is referrals. So there's, okay. I mean, just walk out. Don't be afraid to walk out. I guess it'd be my biggest advice.
3: Yeah. I just, I, 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 I just want to make sure that, that I like to utilize the time, but I also want to make sure that, you know, cause I get in my own head and i'm like okay you know i i feel like these guys talk way too much like i don't talk football because i don't watch football so i won't play that game of hey did you watch the game nope shut your ass get back to work that's it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't watch the game i'm very very quick about that you know oh you know bob saget died yeah he was good at full house i didn't grow up with him so i don't really care I, it, so if i don't know i don't try to play the game of i know fake it till i make it i thing.
2: i'm i just
1: don't RIP Bob person. man RIP Bob jeez we feel yeah uh, John if you
2: don't mind me uh, asking so are you a solo or do you have people under you or what's your current uh, I am like a that?
3: solo we'll we'll just say solo because my current guy right now is, is not even close to me. yeah I'm
2: solo oh
3: okay oh, no. so I mean
2: oh, if, no. you, then if you're gonna take a chance on something I would go into more of the business ones where they're talking about how to expand into you know multiple. Uh, multiple mobile guys or into a physical shop and then with mobile guys under you type thing so just if you're gonna take a chance on something i go there where you could possibly build your business later on if you chose to not everyone has to do that
10: or not he's gonna come on wednesday or thursday so he was like is it worth it do i take time off do i go
3: Cause my brain works. If I'm not working, I'm not making money. And I have to get uh, out of that part of it.
1: I get you. I get you, John. So think about, and this is a great question. It really is. It really is a great question that I'm sure a lot of people are wondering. I didn't have a choice. I never did. I always just went to education day cause I was curious about what everybody was going to talk about. And I went to every class I could th- just try and go sit down in. And I'd like to know Derek's thoughts of, of how he picks his classes but thinking through education is I would go to the mobile tech page, right? It lists all the different classes that are going on. And it was overwhelming. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, I, I bet it is. So just, but go through, spend some time and, and look at them, read the description. If it's not something that m- makes a big light bulb go off, then fuck it. Move on to the next one, you know, like, and, and you don't have to, I didn't go to every single class every hour. Right. You know, I mean, there's a whole lot going on, even in education day, just in the hallways too. So, you know, you're, you're going to meet people, then you're going to walk into a class. You're going to sit down and enjoy some class. You're going to go walk back like, it's a whole day of experiences, but definitely go to the mobile tech page, look through and digest. And if you got three, three classes that you could go that you could listen to that, you know, they would benefit your business. I think that's very well worth it derek what are, what are your thoughts when you were picking through uh you know the different classes to go to
10: yeah i was that's what I ended up doing the first year when i did uh I just picked like three and then um i I did like walk out a couple of them, but like if you're looking at any of the classes i mean like like kind of like what Sheldon was saying, I mean I wouldn't go to any of the real basic ones I mean like I think when I went, Mike Phillips was doing like the basics of car washing so I didn't go to that one but or like he was doing like real some of the more basic ones i did a lot of marketing classes a lot of business classes um and then i did marty's class when uh when they, they were there but um you like not only uh, like depending on who you're sitting next to like i had a notebook and i was taking notes on depending on what class i was in and then when the classes are over and you're leaving i ended up talking to a lot of people in the hallways and stuff too because like you would just bump into like rant like just you know, People you see, and then you end up, you overhear a conversation, you interject, and before you know it, I end up, I, I missed the class one time. I ended up talking to this guy for like 40 minutes just about like his business, and then we end up bumping into him on the Friday and during the show, and then we talk even more. It's like, so it's, um, I would say definitely go if you're gonna go, definitely gonna go, and you're deciding which way to go. I would go if it was me, like I'm gonna go Wednesday, and then just the way I was able to get there early on Thursday, I got to bang at all the classes, and then when I was done, we hung out and I was talking to people. So I think it's, it's definitely good to go. All
1: right,
5: Ryan, Ryan what are Looking your thoughts? When- um, so I went to Mobile Tech in 2019 <clears throat> and I did meet another detailer there who, you know, we exchanged phone numbers um, and then kept the contact afterwards. And yeah, I missed, you know, two or three days of work or whatever it might've been to attend the conference itself. However, having access to that individual and being able to call them and get advice over the years since then has made me exponential amounts of money in my business that I, I kind of don't know where I would be at if it was not for the input of that individual. So in terms of going there, even if not for classes, which you should be going to classes and, you know, learning as much as you can, and it's absolutely not losing money. It's 100% making money being there. Um, but the networking, you never know who you could meet. Uh, and make a connection with. And like I said, knowing that individual has made me way more money than I would have ever made, you know, in the two to three days that I missed up work or whatever it might've been. So the, the ROI on Facebook Tech is absolute no-brainer, no question.
1: Uh, hey, Supreme sale, good to see you, man. Thanks for hopping in. Uh, I saw you were enjoying a nice little smoke a second ago. Uh, yeah. A-
9: my bad, guys. This is my first time using this on my cell phone, so I'm a little slow right now. Uh, good. So can I use the video and hit the – well, I'm good to go.
1: You're good, man. We, we got you. Hey, hey, yeah.
9: hey, what's going on, Marty, man? How's everything?
1: Great, great. Uh, have you thoughts of mobile tech?
9: Oh, man, great experience. Five star. And, cool. you know, um, going in, I was still doing it on the side. So when I seen that list, I checked off what I wanted to target, basically. Um, I ended up getting, you know, I did a, uh, a boat class with Mike Phillips and that's just the world of knowledge in itself, right? Just great communication skills. He'll let you know what you need to focus on. Um, and again, um, locally, you know, I ended up meeting Ron for the first time, you know, from All Star. And that in itself, right there, just because we're both Boston, so.
1: yeah. Um, Derek, that, it's Ronald. You remember Ronald The yeah. um, All-Star? Yeah. So yeah. Ron's my yeah. man.
9: <laughs> that, that's my brother. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's my man. That's my go-to. Um, we buying, you know, with each other all the time, basically. Um, so that was right there in itself one thing for my business. You know what I mean? Um you know, and the different classes are just awesome because they're things you wouldn't think of in a regular procedure that you may do already. You know, um, the networking is phenomenal. Uh, we met in the hallway. Do you remember that, Marty?
1: Yeah. You can meet all kinds of people, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Met.
9: You were bringing in the uh, the silicone cups because I asked about the, the glasses
1: oh, and you were yeah. like, I
9: get them on the plane or something. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's pretty cool. You know, people that you know from social, never met in person, that experience in itself is awesome, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah it is um, cool. All right, let's hop yeah. over to cooking with Nick. Uh, Nick, what's on the menu tonight? It looks like you're chopping up and, and cooking away. What do you got for us?
11: Nashville hot,
2: chicken and waffles. Ooh. Mm. Sir. Miss. Yeah. sir what are you What are you
3: cooking at mobile expo there nick
2: yeah, yeah. do we have a spot for you on the show floor maybe we cook up some stuff this. for us have- <laughs>
11: so i'm really glad you're on tonight i need to buy my, wow. my my tickets i'm gonna do that tonight and i'm definitely gonna attend education day i plan on driving down from nashville hope the mini makes it on wednesday so i'm gonna i'm gonna make a, a massive just run for it at like four in the morning on on Wednesday, and then see will pass. I can make it down. Um,
1: but Sheldon, he'll be want? he'll be right across the street right at our Airbnb. Nice. We'll uh, we'll let yeah. you know what's on the menu. Yeah, there. I might have to pop let me up know. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys
11: if you guys want like something specific, please let me know. I can. I can more than likely make it if i don't already have the recipe so oh, like
1: a please go shopping
7: yeah the chicken and waffles looks like uh <laughs> yeah just, just a bring winner the chicken and waffles that's all you need to break all
1: right so nick okay. talk to us about the nashville hot chicken because so this past weekend if you can listen to the episode uh i i enjoyed some nashville hot chicken Ooh. uh Enjoyed is a loose term. <laughs> 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 so, don't no
8: pun intended. Enjoyed it for a couple hours. Yeah. So, my
11: my secret for the people is go buy pre-made chicken tenders that you know are really good and then just make the sauce on your own. In my case, I have a Publix that is a quarter mile from my house. So you go over there. I love public chicken. You can just get the tenders and make the sauce yourself, however you like it, and go from there and just add it to the chicken and add it to whatever you want. In my case, it's just melted butter, paprika, white pepper, cayenne pepper, a little oregano, and honey. That's it. Keep it simple, stupid simple, so that's the, the Nashville
1: waffle. hot chicken recipe. It's not like a special spice that's Nashvilleian. No, no, nah. not at all. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's
11: a certain balance between <laughs> like cayenne. They add a little more cayenne, like that. so that's the yeah. liquid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. butter, and cayenne, honey, and spice. a shitload of cayenne. That's it. That's like literally a, a little paprika. <laughs> that's like that's awesome. it. Like that's the basic. Hmm. So add a little extras in there if you want to add your secret eleven spices and go from there uh, flavor to
3: taste
1: <laughs> right, cool all right let's hop into this next question this is what i i think this is one that i've been thinking of all week uh, as it came out an episode earlier was what do you guys think is the most misunderstood thing in the industry as we talked about well clay bar is extremely misunderstood from not only the theory that you can remove scratches, you can oh, remove, you know, all kinds <laughs> yeah. of things with clay bar, right? It's, yeah. it's such a misunderstood thing. Uh, what are you guys, uh, something different other than clay bar? Lucas, I'm going to hop over to you first. I think it'd be interesting to see what you say. What, what do you think is the most misunderstood thing in the industry? Uh,
7: well, other than, it's definitely clay bar on here. Um, I know. Next. Other than that, <laughs> I would say... 90% of the people that want uh, some kind of polishing or compound think that um, you're filling scratches in with compound. And then I got to pump the brakes and say, oh, no, 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 we, no. We are removing paint when we polish or compound. So that, that you know, 20-minute education of a customer every time someone wants or inquires about a paint correction or a, a buff and wax or a cut and buff, It's it's always... Um, you're filling. Can you fill the scratches in with some oh. compound? That's 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 a pretty common one I hear, and I'd say just, just as customers go, that's got to be number two after clay bar.
1: Cool, supreme. What about you? Um,
9: I would say honestly, that's that's like the customers' first throw out there. You know, they 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 ask about that first, um, and Honestly, if it's not the people you're trying to target, price comes up a lot as well. Um, The way they think you're doing it, but you're doing a different type of detail, like a real Mm -hmm. detail. They think it's like a recon job, you know? Um, And if it's not your target, then it's not worth it. Cause they're like, oh, with the, I didn't know that face, you know? um when they don't book online so that's a problem for me uh which is a little you know a little weird but clay you know material wise that's what i would say and again ceramic that's a big you know yeah ceramics gotta be yeah spray bottle ceramics Mm
1: -hmm.
9: you know no so you know basic industry stuff
1: cody maybe cody you're on mute you still with us
12: you can you hear me yeah. What's up? Sorry, just working on something. You're talking about clay bar?
1: No, uh, actually, anything other than clay bar that is a big misconception in the industry.
12: Oh, man, I was tuned out there. I'll be honest. Um, I don't know. Give me an example, real quick.
1: Uh, we'll come back. How about that?
12: Okay, sounds good.
1: Brandon, what about you? A misconception in the industry?
12: I was definitely going to
4: say ceramic coatings. Um, Everything says ceramic on it. I had a client say the other day they ceramic coated their tires because they're using a McGuire's ceramic tire shine. So, I mean, that's the biggest misunderstanding, uh, I think, because it damages the name, too. They call you for a ceramic coating. They're like, I can buy it for 20 bucks at the store. It, they have no idea what it is.
1: Uh, especially as, as I put out a couple of years ago, how car washes would begin to start putting out ceramics. And sure enough, what did we see? Ceramic coating through a car wash Mm -hmm.
4: that owns a car wash say that to me the other day and I, to explain it, it's not really a ceramic coating, but I understand what you're getting at.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the actual, the technology as we dove into it is, is where they, they they're taking silica and they are actually then adding, and this is where, listen, I, I wasn't so great in all the sciences and in school. So bear with me a little bit. Right. But, so they actually have started adding into it, not just the molecule that we know SIO2, but now it's like an SIO4. And so they begin to add in extras to it to make this new molecule that is what's put out through the car washes. So it's, oh. it's not, it's it's now, a, a, I guess you would call it a scientifically or a chemistry made uh at night, basically they've morphed the product into something else. And we tested them Uh, you know, some of them really aren't bad. They put on a decent protection. It's not a silicone, right? It's not, uh, it's not something what we've been used to that as the lava arches got big and the carnuba side and they started doing that, uh, those didn't last very long. Some of these that they're putting out through the tunnels, the, the, the way they've morphed the chemical, you know, it's, it's holding up pretty decent. You know, there's there's plenty of car wash manufacturers, Partly of car wash chemical manufacturers that then began to put out sprays into the detailing industry that had a lot of symbolism to them. Uh, and they called them ceramic sprays, but it was this scientifically made, it wasn't a pure silica. Yeah, so it's they, more like a
4: topper, though, right? Because once you mm-hmm. add the water, it's not going to get the hardness, it's not going right. to get the pain. yeah.
2: I mean, how long are you talking that could actually hold up with the stuff they're spraying on?
1: Oh, just a couple of weeks, yeah. Oh, okay, so between
2: car washes.
1: Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh. But Sheldon, that's a great question because that's that's to Brandon's point. It's such a misunderstood term. You would think that hey, if I'm putting ceramic on, then it's going to last years, right? But but it's so misunderstood because it wasn't even they're not even putting on real ceramic.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's An iPhone
4: <laughs> now is using ceramic glass. So. Right. <laughs> this is true.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that's probably is true. Yeah. Yeah. But the term itself is just getting thrown around so much, right? Hey, yeah. Marty, do
2: you mind if I ask a question to the guys here?
1: here. Absolutely not. There's no questions allowed. <laughs> so oh.
2: I had a question for you guys. So this is coming from an outsider who's not a detailer. How are you guys marketing yourselves as you know a high quality detailer? Because I see so many in my town that are you know, it's like Joe's detail shop, whatever. And they still have like a cardboard sign outside, but they're one of the best detailers in town. How are you guys really differentiating yourselves from the guy in the van that just has a hose and a spray bottle? Cause, um, one of my friends asked me the other day, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell you what to look for in the shop besides it's clean. And so I'm just curious how you guys are making that differentiation.
1: Cool. I'm going to throw that and give Dustin the chance since he asked kind of a question earlier. How do I track those people? I'm going to be interested to see what he says in answer to your question.
6: So for me, uh, and we touched base on this earlier, is professionalism and communication with the customer. Uh, When a customer calls me, uh, the first thing I say is, hello, this is Dustin with QuickSplit right off the bat. So that, uh, being professional on the phone, um, you know, making sure your Google My Business is updated, you're constantly uh posting pictures to that. Make sure your your own vehicle is clean. Um, make sure your shop's presentable and uh the biggest thing nowadays, I think your social media has to be, you know, top tier. Uh regular posting, you know, five times a week at least. Um and, and make sure you're posting high quality um you know and make sure that your punctuation is correct and your spelling's right uh because right. we see it but uh there. let me
2: take you back to that um the posting on social media do you think it's obviously everyone wants to post the r8s and the ferraris do you think it's also important to post the honda odyssey minivans that you you know take from a disaster yeah. to oh, you yeah. know, bring it back i as like because the people like you know some of the employees that work for me they drive the honda odyssey with you know eight kids, sorry, Mike Clark, that, you know, have the cookies and the, the cereal stains and that's what they want to see. So when they see an R8, they're like, this guy doesn't want to work on my Honda Odyssey. Like he's going to be embarrassed to do this. So I guess there is that balance you have to make and decide if you want to work on it or not, or advertise for that.
6: I would say no. I, so I, I go in and look at my organic reaches on Facebook And I posted a forerunner with a set of wheels on it and uh, just a picture of it cleaned up on the outside and it received our showroom shine detail, nothing special, just an package. package. It received more of a reach than the C the CA Corvette that I posted. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of it depends on your area too. Um, So as long as your pictures are high quality, it doesn't matter. Like for, in, in my area, um, if I post an F two fifty uh pickup truck, it's gonna get more attention than a sports car. Uh that, that's just my market. So I, I don't think it matters. I, I think it comes down to uh you know how your ad looks professional pictures, uh good punctuation and make spellings on point. <laughs> so that's now,
4: I think I think you should post both too. I actually just recently had a guy with a Subaru contact me. I went and did it. And while I was there, he was saying, I had no idea you'd work on my car because he does see higher end cars because I do a lot of them. I do high end dealerships and stuff. And I told him, no, I work on anything. And that guy actually booked me for a correction and coating because the last detailer kind of destroyed his paint with a buffer, destroyed the inside. So he's actually going to end up probably having a bigger ticket item than someone calling me to wash their high end like porsche or something you know so i don't think the type of car matters i think it's the type of client that matters
1: yeah cool uh cody what are your thoughts on on this question do you have a you have an answer for old sheldon
12: um the i guess branding or putting yourself above some of the the other people that question or the previous question yeah there was two things going on (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was following, doing my best. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say not only phone conversation, like making sure your your speech and how you're talking to customers is definitely important, but also how you're presenting your business, like signage and and marketing and the way you're posting. And I, me, I try to educate a lot of our clients and customers, so I feel like that steps myself up from some of the other people around. Uh, that are just posting picture after picture of shiny cars and uh, just doing things other people aren't doing. I feel like that sets you apart as well as a clean shop space, very organized and um, just someone walks in and are blown away. So yeah. I think that. Yeah.
1: Cool, man. Thank you. Uh, Lucas, anything new? Any, anything that nobody said yet?
7: Um, well, like... Before and afters are key and I, I don't even care. It doesn't matter what the car is. If, if somebody sees a car that's destroyed and then in the same picture, they see another half of the car. That's perfect. They're going to, Oh, that's, that's really good. I'm going to click on this ad or this post and message and reach out. Um, my brother is uh, he just graduated with a degree in uh, business and marketing. So I have the benefit of getting lots of free advice and he walks through me with my website and my ads like once every month, just because he had to for his classes for one, but he's and cause he's my brother. But um, one thing that we did was we looked at, uh, we used a free tool and I can't remember the name of the tool. It's a website where you can go to your competitors websites in your area and you can see which search terms are that they're using for their websites and for, there's probably 20 detail shops within 15 miles of mine, and we did that, and all of them, with maybe two or three exceptions, were using the same five keywords for their shops, and we're running exactly the same ad. So what we did was we constructed uh, a, a Google AdWords campaign instead of trying to market my business as "we're the area's best detailers" or "we're the we the." The number one detailers, we, we posed questions in the ads and then, uh, lean more towards the area's most trusted detailers. So, uh, we're conveying questions that pose, uh, answers to a customer's problem. Like, uh, for one instance, one of my, one of our ads that we, we are running now says, um, did you spill coffee? Uh, do you have scratches in your paint? and then, you know, did
1: you spill coffee? I love that.
7: Right. And then in the subtext, it's, you know, we have proven solutions for all of these issues or um, we're fully licensed and insured, or um, we're the most trusted detailers in, in your area type stuff where we're conveying, you know, not, not huge things, but just things that are different from the other 20 shops that um, hopefully you know, will bring us a return on our investment that is going to try and hopefully make a customer see us as something different than another one. Uh, Another shop that offers, you know, essentially the same level of service. Um, Obviously, there's lots of shops around here. There's a shop 500 feet away from me that does nothing but PPF and coatings on brand new GT3s. And then there's a shop down the road that does nothing but interiors on 2005 Honda Civics. So we're kind of between those and then, you know, all down our, our, our metropolitan area, there's a whole different mixture of mobile shop-based guys. So we just, we tried to do, um, I can't remember the name of the tool. I will, I will get that from him and, uh, have it for you guys next week so you can look into it. Um, but it's a free service. You just, you, you literally put your competitor's website in the, in the tool and then, um, click here type your area in click enter and that shows you the the search terms that pings their website and we tried to we obviously there's some that are you know detailing near me is going to ping for every single detailing shop because that's what one of the most i think that's the most search term for anyone that wants to find a detailing but, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah we're, we're we're really just trying to differentiate by posing questions and marketing as trusted rather than best and um, just saying we're the best or anything like that but I think 50 50s finding something that's a little different or finding a niche market finding finding something that is just different even just the most minute thing because literally every detail shop around you is going to have the exact same internet marketing and Facebook pages so yeah he's he I, I mean I, I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to the SEO and marketing and ad structure so I'm I'm very fortunate to have his hand holding me and walking me through this, but um, yeah, that's about Definitely. the best. Cool, man. I got. Thanks.
1: Uh, Sheldon had one more question and uh, Sheldon, I'm going to go ahead and ask it for you, but I'm asking it in a little slightly different way. He's, he sent it over to me. Um, all right. So we've talked about two basically forms of marketing in a sense, right? We talked about, networking around high net worth individuals. And then we've talked about, right, what you just mentioned, SEO, uh, social media, online presence, right? So the question that Sheldon asked was, what's your guy's business like in inside of getting customers from each of those avenues, right? So let's do it in a percentage. If you can think, how do I get most of my customers? Just in a, just, I just want a percentage, Mm -hmm. right? Just a percentage. How many do you think come through online? And that could be social. It could be a website, anything online versus word of mouth. And then, uh, Sheldon, I'm going to, I'm going to offer a a C, um, Just a phone call, right? Like you, you don't know how they got your number, but you got a phone call from somebody.
2: Let's call that yellow pages, which don't, sure. don't obviously don't exist, but yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Uh, Brandon from Shawshank. Yeah.
4: I'd say about 70% word of mouth. Um, maybe 10 phone and the rest social media. I get oh. a lot from Instagram cause that clientele is about that age. That's the age range that's on Instagram. And if I'm booked out, someone I never even heard from will be like, Hey, I've seen your work. I'll wait. And I've never met them all because of social media.
2: And you're all uh, doing the website, right stuff with the, you have your website, your phone number and everything like in your Insta and all that where you, yeah, my website, doing. I
4: don't get a lot of traction from. I have online booking where people can go book, but I already talk to them. The website's more of to legitimize my business because um, there's plenty of everyone and their mother installs coatings and has dual action buffers. So when they go to my website, they realize I'm a legitimate business that has been doing this for years. So it just legitimizes myself.
1: Okay. Oh, cool. Dustin.
6: Uh, I would say 50%, um, social media, Facebook, uh, for being word of mouth and 10% being good. Um, we do get Google calls, Google ads calls on a regular basis. Um, but, uh, but definitely facebook that's that's my
3: go-to
1: oh thanks john
3: i i would say uh mine is uh about 75 percent uh online and then i get a real good tight uh, clientele of word of mouth uh but i mean like google that's my that's my go-to no other platforms really work for me but basically i get so much contact through uh, my Google My Business on a regular basis.
2: And that's oh. all a new business. That's So 75% is brand new business through Google. Basically, yeah, it becomes that online presence. And it boils down
3: to where, and, and it's because of, of where I have, I, I have built the the present side of, of um, a lot of people have called me going, you know, you got great reviews. Now I really want to try you out. I'm like, oh, okay, great. And then someone called me and said, you got great reviews, but I didn't call you because your reviews were just too perfect until I seen you drop down a point. Oh, okay, cool. Because they, they just wanted to make sure I,
2: I, I was a real person. I'm like, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, got it.
9: And John, uh, Joe, where
2: are
1: you at? Uh, he's out of Phoenix.
2: Oh, Phoenix. Okay. Thank you.
1: Joe, what about you? What's your percentage to uh, online? And that could be social. It could be Google. It could be anything online versus word of mouth Versus random phone call, you don't know how they came to you. Do you know yeah. that stat?
0: Yeah, well, I don't know a stat per se, but a lot of Google.
1: An estimate. Lot, do you, Do you have an estimate oh, of what that yeah. percentage would be?
0: Um, I would say about seventy percent of people come from the 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 search engine side, Google and Yelp, like because uh, I got a lot of reviews where people putting that stuff on there, and possibly about. 10 to anywhere between 10 and 10 percent comes from uh looking at pictures on instagram but then it's crazy all my business seems like it's word of mouth so it's kind of weird i had a guy call me today for ceramic coating he looked me up online so we booked him but again all of my stuff is someone referring the next person that's my business so it's kind of weird i don't have any type of graph you know some people can look at their analytics and stuff like that i don't follow it like that but i'm guessing up top of my head everything is like really good google and word of mouth those are my main
1: two things oh yeah thanks appreciate it lucas
7: um probably hmm, upwards of 80 percent of my ceramic coating jobs come from word of mouth i probably only booked five or six you know online high dollar items and then it's the complete opposite for stuff like interiors or just exteriors or just washing type details most of that comes from um word of mouth or people saying in car clubs recommending me
1: okay nice thanks ryan what about you what's your percentage
5: um honestly it's it's probably not ideal but as of right now it's probably 80 percent instagram 20% word of mouth. And that's because when I started for whatever reason, I just went Instagram. I was like, this is my platform and I'm going to get really good at this. And I got really good at Instagram, but then it's still working very well. It's been very effective, but starting 2022, we're now doing Facebook, Google, my business, things like that. Yelp is, uh, we're not doing Yelp. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah,
2: that's that's, that's crazy though. 80% Instagram. I mean, So your word of mouth is only going to grow from there. So that's awesome. I love how you're doing that. It's
5: a vulnerable spot. So before it stops working, you know, because the algorithm is constantly changing, that is a concern that we've had for a while now. Uh, It's good to expand into other things. So we're doing Google My Business, uh, Facebook now. Might start doing some YouTube, not entirely sure how well that would actually convert to real world customers. But now we're expanding. But Instagram, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's worked really well the way that we're doing it.
1: Cool. Oh, thanks, man. Derek. So um, I had I had two things, actually.
10: It's funny you bring up uh, Google My Business. Uh, I have a question for you guys because I, I heard some stuff, and I want to see what you guys, if you guys have heard anything. But uh, most of my business is uh, word of mouth, and uh, a lot of my, my coatings uh, have been you know cu- customers that have either done their cars or friends I've done detail their cars. Um, and all like the random interiors or like washing waxes I do get are a lot of it. it it was Instagram for a while, but now it's been more Facebook and uh, stuff off of Google, Google My Business. Um, but I had a question. I think uh, Ryan Light might have heard about this. I'm not 100% sure, but um, there's a. I heard that Google is going to be getting rid of the Google My Business app on, on the phone. And they're going to switch over to Google Business Profiles. And what people are thinking right now is that at some point in the next couple of years, Google's going to start charging to have your business show up on Google maps. So if you want to say, have Google share business, you can go to Google maps and go, okay, cool. Let me go. If you're not paying, you're not your business. Cause right now they, they do charge for AdWords, but not, not at the local listing part of it is free. Um, I didn't get the notification yet on my app, but I keep reading these articles where guys are saying like, you can't use the app anymore. They're going to have the app only for big, huge companies. And if you're like a, you know, a uh, a small shop you know small business you gotta go on to the google maps like app and upload all your stuff so it's kind of the same thing and then after a while they may start charging for it but that's what they're saying it's kind of like it's gonna happen
1: now you're shaking your head like you're a, uh, you know 100 agreement there
2: yeah so i'm a huge analytics nerd um been behind google since the beginning and with all those platforms 100 they eventually will charge that's the way they do they they invent something they give it to you for free like, oh, you should go in here. And then they start charging you. So 100%, I agree they're going to start charging you. Unless you're like, unless you're giving them revenue through another means, like, yeah. you know, if you're Apple and have like enough people working through it. But yeah, so I would just plan on that. But again, it changes every day. So
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, they're I going to get their money. Yeah. They're going to get their money. And I mean, every who knows we could have a new platform tomorrow. It's he's got to stay true. fluid the biggest thing is don't get stuck in your ways and like oh i'm only gonna do yelp like i heard a guy say the other day, like i only work on yelp like okay cool good, That's good for you we
3: have to change it up all the time
2: yeah
1: <laughs> brian fluid. you get you got a, a thought your hands raised Nope. I think you're still muted. There you go. Eric?
5: Eric? Perfect. Uh, so like Sheldon was saying, I mean, it's, I think it's very likely, which makes a ton of sense. I mean, why they would give you all this reach for nothing is, you know, I mean, it makes sense that they would start charging you. And I think realistically we're probably in a sweet spot right now from what I've read and what I understand, Google, my business for whatever reason is hitting customers very well. If you do it a certain way and, you know, almost like we talked about with TikTok, you know, years ago, there was a sweet spot when there was, the ability to reach a lot of people more so than any other platform because they were trying to do something. So Google, my business is trying to boost Google, my business with the eventual goal of being charging for it. Right now you have something with a ton of reach that's free. And if it gets to the point where you have to pay them, I mean, if the analytics makes sense and if you're converting, you know, $200 to Google makes you a thousand dollars, that makes a ton of sense. But I think as of it right now, sense, it's a yeah. sweet spot where they're giving you a ton of reach for free with an end goal being to charge you. But as of right now, you've got this, Massive audience that you could tap into for for no cost, which is rare with marketing.
1: Okay, cool, man. Thanks, Brandon. No, what was your
2: next? Actually, uh, real quick, that might be the next topic, though. Look out for these new places that are just you know giving you reach for free, and eventually going to charge you, obviously, and just keep on the you know Verizon for those new spots. Just not a reach around. Well. Let's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
3: Uh... <laughs>
1: How big a boy are you? you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon from Shaoxing.
4: Yeah, everyone's talking about uh, Google My Business. This is really bad. Um, five years now, I have not registered my business on Google. Um, Whoa! So I wanted to ask all the mobile detailers here. The reason why I didn't because you have to put your address. No, you can hide it. You no, don't you have, don't. No, you don't. You don't have to. Or, you don't have to uh,
7: show it. Actually, no,
4: I okay hold on me, hold on
1: everybody's talking at one time so hold on hold on <laughs> yeah when i was trying at first
4: it was it wouldn't let me unless i put the home address in and we were already having issues with my wife being contacted by people and all this so i never registered my business on google the only way you find me is my website right, lucas
1: google. what were you saying
7: i started my my business page on google when i was mobile and you you have to put in an address to confirm uh, the location, obviously, they send you a letter in the mail to make sure you are the owner of the business, your pin and then um, you don't have to you can click a box that says do or do not show my address on my business profile. Same thing with Facebook. You can choose whether or not to show your ad your company address. So for a year and a half, I was mobile, but I was advertising on Facebook and Google and nobody knew my my home address. It was just it was all digital all digital leads. Okay.
4: Thank you. Yeah,
7: mm-hmm.
1: oh, great question though. Great question. All right, Derek, I think it's time. It's time now for the tab out question of the night. Sheldon. I, I know it hasn't really ever been you, the drunk guy at the end of the bar when it's time to tab out. Right. It definitely hasn't ever been you. Uh, but usually there is always somebody that's drunk at the end of the bar that just starts asking the most random shit when it's time to just leave. So, for us, that's Derek. Let's Uh, let's hear it. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to find the Sam Adams that we were looking for. uh, But he found one inside of his fridge, I think he said. Uh, Brandon, I, I know he was putting his kids to bed. He had a hard time finding it, too. We were trying to drink a Sam Adams beer tonight. How shortages happen in yeast and barley and water inside of a glass I'm not sure but there's apparently a Sam Adams shortage and nobody was able to find it but uh Brandon I'm sorry Derek uh what's your tab out question of the night
10: Okay It's so got a bit of a story lead up so you're about to do a full detail you got just you got a smile on your face and you're ready You open the passenger door and you stop Nope I'm not doing this car. What did you see?
1: Saw so animal feces. That's the only car that I've never done. We we started to do it, and then we realized how much it was gonna take to clean out <laughs> tubes, to clean out extractors, vacuums. And at that time it was at the car wash. So we had we had drop down hoses that went to a main central vac. So we were gonna have to clean all that. And I was just like, it's not worth it. It's not nope. worth it. So for me, that was uh, animal feces. I'll go around the room. I'll start up at the top left. Uh, Ryan, uh, what are you looking inside of a car that's making you not clean it?
5: Um, you know what? I don't think I've ever honestly actually done that. I mean, most of the time, I get customers on the phone before, which I could generally get a pretty good idea of if they're lying to me. And I have had people try to hide stuff. There was one lady who, after kind of some interrogation, revealed that there was bed bugs in the vehicle, and that was like, we're, we're done here. But oh. Uh, oh. normally that's, it's sorted out beforehand but i mean honestly i mean i'm semi-joking here but probably like a guys bottle or something i mean if
10: there's
5: you show up at their house and they got a detailing supply and it's like great this guy watched two videos from somebody and now he's an expert now that they've got their notions <laughs> they think they know stuff that's always to me is just like no.
1: <laughs> cool. I like it. So like your that. answer definitely is Chemical Guys Bottle. That's a chemical good guys
5: bottle, Really? Yeah. All
1: right, Dustin, what about you? What are you seeing inside that car? You're like, oh, fuck no, I'm out.
6: It, that's a tough one. Because I've done a bunch of asthma, too, and I'll take those all day long. I don't mind the blood and the glass and everything. For me, probably a GMC Acadia with those stupid tracks with a bunch oh. of, oh.
9: I hear you. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey.
6: Wait a
10: I just did one a
6: couple weeks ago.
11: Yeah, Chevy Traverse worse.
6: Like kids, like like nasty kids. Yeah, no, no. You can have the Acadia. I ain't touching a damn thing. Nice it. one,
1: nice one, John. What about you? So I.
3: Have done a lot of different cleans and it would boil down to like what would freak me the fuck out is if it had like a bunch of spiders and stuff in it. Ooh. Nope I can do a lot of things. I cannot be spiders. I'm not talking like one or two. I'm talking like if there was a trailer or something in it, like no, I burn it. Nope. burn the whole damn burn, burn down. Burn, and burn it. the car down. Yep, burn it down. Good. Go your, your
1: favorite movie of all time is Arachnophobia. That doesn't bother me. What bothers
3: me is the movie called Eight Legged Freaks. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah. Yep. Like a porn title.
3: Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll explain that I'll explain a little more later. That one,
1: yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Joe, Joe Clean. Oh, he is there. What's up, Joe Clean? All right, Joe Clean. When you open up a car door, And you see something and you go, oh, hell no. Joe Clean ain't touching this? What is that thing?
0: Uh, let me show Wait, hold on. I just turned off my camera on accident. So this car right here. Uh, in my so it came in for a regular interior for $299. And then I looked at, I don't know, I'm trying to get you guys to see it can you see that? oh
1: yeah it's kind uh, of blurry and we're on a podcast so talk to us about the audio side what is it that you saw
0: so it is like i'm like you can't do this i'm not going to do this so she's at a thousand dollars right now because she wanted me to take off the sticker right with some like some stickers on the edge so I said I wasn't going to touch this car. I'm going to do like an overall on this car, I meaning shampoo the carpets, do the seats and the headliner, and then wash and wax it. And I'm gonna put Y wax on the outside for the six months is what I'm going to put on it. And I say I'm not touching this car for less than a thousand dollars. And <laughs> it's only because I don't like touching. You see how dark that is? No, yeah. no.
1: Remember your 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 backdrop is on blur, no. so we really can't see it. I, I so that's know. what I was saying describe it. What yeah, I don't I'm, know what it
0: is. I was trying to zoom in and out so I can catch the blurriness in and out. But, you know, you got the idea. The point is when a person tells me their car is either not that bad or I give them the price over the phone and they give and then they give me a car like this. So that's what some things that I don't like to touch is when I didn't feel as though it's, it's not as bad as you said it is bad. It's worse than what you said it was. I don't care what it oh, is. Okay. I don't like to touch because I'm not you're making me adjust. To what you said, uh, we had one price over the phone. And then when you get it here, it's out of whack. That's when it's like being prepared to work only six hours. And then you got to put a double, double shift. Yep. It's those things. I don't like doing those things. I will turn down a job quick for that. Once I adjust my price, and you don't want to adjust with it. That's that. But this customer, she really wanted it done. She wanted me to do it. So she's paying the thousand dollars. So from two ninety nine when she dropped it off to a thousand dollars now, and I'll have it done by tomorrow. It came in this morning. Yo no, everybody's paint is perfect when
10: everybody's
0: me? paint is perfect everybody's paint is perfect and it's not that bad so uh-huh. I hope this your question yes okay good stuff well hold on let me let me get that oh yes from marty marty <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it just I, I, I love the, I love the visual effects for everybody here. Uh, we' good to see what you're talking about but yeah, it's like everybody that's gonna listen later they, they didn't understand. so uh, oh, got gotcha,
0: you gotcha, gotcha. yeah so that's why I was
1: like, hold on Joe, we don't know, we don't know what you're saying. All right, so for you it's it's basically if, uh, if a car comes in, you open it up and you go, oh wow, this is not what we talked about. the price is completely different. And I'm not touching it because I quoted you one price, but this is going to take a lot more. And so I'm just not even going to touch it.
0: That part. Yes. Especially mobile because it'll mess up my next appointment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very
1: true. Very true. Got you. All right, Lucas, what about you?
7: Uh, There's honestly not much that really gets to me. I've seen a lot that's pretty rough. Uh, There's only one car I've ever had to stop on, and it was uh did a minivan for a really uh-oh. good price for a local church that um they used it to like uh basically they they have this minivan and it's a it's a it's a, uh i don't know what you say it's a mission slash church and they would haul uh refugees it's around nasty it's nasty yeah like, it, 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 it was the church <laughs> refugee slash youth group van yeah it's nasty and, I got done with the driver's side, I Uh got done with the the middle row, the third row, and then working my way around to the back hatch, and I popped (laughs) the hatch up, and down in the, it was a Chrysler, so, you know, they have the stow-and-go, I pulled the stow-and-go up for the third row, and I looked down there, and there, just the smell of absolute death and shit, and everything else you could smell that's not what you want, just hit me at once, and I threw up in my floor, I was in my floor drain, luckily. And I slammed the hatch <laughs> down and I called the church and I said, I'm sorry, but I I I just I'm not physically capable of continuing on this. I'm not gonna charge you. Just please come back yeah, this minivan up. <laughs> and and they understood, but um that's the only one I've had that I don't even know what it was back there. It was like I I, I don't want to describe it again because it makes me nauseous, but it was it was I mean, just imagine everything that you've ever seen that made you want to hurl. And it was I'm guaranteed.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's bad, Church man. That's, that's really, uh, yeah. That's, that's all you that's had to say. News. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause those news. never get cleaned ever. I had a oh, I know. Van. That's bad. Yeah. They might get vacuumed out. I mean, I remember all the time you get like, maybe if you're, if you're lucky, the van got vacuumed the last time it got <laughs> used and the youth minister maybe ran it through the car wash, right? Like it what? just, the day before. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with wow. you. All right, Brandon from Shawshank.
4: Okay, I want to bring you guys on this journey with me. Oh, go Lord. Go to the car. To open the door. Start cleaning. You look over. And there's some knee pads with a DJD.
10: <laughs> oh, oh, come on. <laughs> I might refuse that detail. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. But you know, if you see the DJD D, those knee those D- pads, the car is taken good care of. <laughs> No, in all honesty, I've
4: I've had it pretty good. I think I hear some horror (laughs) stories on this podcast. No, you can't
1: change your answer, man. It was too good of an answer. Just stay with it. Just stay with it. Own that. Own that. Yeah, (laughs) own it. That's a great answer.
10: I'm aware that was the mobile tech, man. You're gonna be like, there you go see in the airport. Like, there he is. (laughs) I might turn around and get
4: back on the plane.
10: No. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> brandon, brandon you're like, this is not the show I signed up for. I, I didn't know it was gonna be that kind of show. <laughs> yeah. You'll have
1: them no, at the I, house, don't worry. You know, honestly, the I hear story <laughs> stories from you guys
10: all the time,
4: especially guys in Florida. I don't know what kind of cars you guys are getting. I mm. have not had it bad, luckily, with any cars I've had. Uh, you said the GMC tracks. I don't think I've done a GMC, so I don't really know what you're talking about. Uh, but I have three kids and our our car is pretty rough, and anything three kids can produce, it, I don't think anything's <laughs> going to top that. Go Chevy Traverse,
3: for- just as bad. Those tracks,
6: oh, you, so slide bad. you slide
3: it forward. Yeah. yeah.
6: Fuck the carpets are awful, dude. Like like miserable. Mm-hmm.
10: It's that burlap, I call it. Pretty much, burlap pretty-
7: would be an upgrade. That's yeah.
10: Tra- I don't know what they're, what but, but the but whatever carpet the materials made of. I just call it burlap. It's like it's like, <laughs> that, like that cheap looking carpet where you're like, yeah, and then all the dog hair, everything sticks to it, and you're like, yeah, it's a, but it's a, the only the only car company that does a, does a good job is Ford. Usually has pretty good carpets.
7: Yes, they do. Is
4: it worse than BMW carpet? Because like everything gets stuck. Uh, oh,
7: oh, oh it's, worse, worse. It's way worse.
10: Yes, for, for BMW, especially some of the older ones, the two thousands.
5: Oh. I'll
3: take BMW. Any day, yeah,
5: Ryan. Uh, so I just remembered actually, this was one of the first details I ever did in terms of things that like, actually happened. Um, I started working for a mobile company, I, it was literally like my first week, and there was a BMW, it was a pretty nice one I don't remember what it was, but he went to the store and bought frozen lobster and put it in the oh. trunk. But I guess it had a compartment underneath the trunk, and he unloaded his groceries and forgot about it. And we got out there three months later.
10: Oh, that's an ecosystem forming. Well, and at the time, yeah. I,
5: I don't know what I was doing. So I was like, I mean, I mean, now my business, I would have just not done it. But at the time, I was working for the guy, and he was like, I don't know, I'll get it done. So I was like, yeah, we got a steamer, right? Yeah, we got a steamer right here. So I was steaming it. So it was just aerosol <laughs> lobster, oh, just in my, <laughs> and we didn't have masks. He didn't give us PPE or anything. So I'm just Go like. Rock directly into the nose, just right, all oh, over my skin. Oh, I know oh
1: it was, was
6: rancid, but oh, yeah. oh.
1: Yeah. did anyone oh.
6: See, uh, the the sixty pounds of crawl?
12: Yeah, I oh, seen oh, that. Yeah, uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I got so cash. Come and get it. Yeah, come and claim
2: so, today. I saw that. All
1: right, Sheldon's got to hop off. Sheldon, thanks so much for hanging out, having a drink with us. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. Uh, Nice talking to you. I just want to say, you know, if you come to MT, go to education day. If you don't feel you got your money's worth by any means, just let me know. I dropped my email in the chat and just email me and I'll easily refund you your money. But you know, if you've never tried it, take a chance. And if not, I hope to see you there. And I guess
3: I'm there. Mine's all done now.
1: whoa did you Ready use discount code pints and say fifteen damn well percent?
3: Yeah, Pints 15 i think it is yeah yep
1: damn well but i'm cheap as hell <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah but nice seeing you all and this is an awesome conversation i hope to see you all in orlando and if not talk to you back here soon thanks sheldon
7: oh, yeah. thanks, guys. see you
1: all right, we were with Wes. Uh, Ryan, thanks. Uh, that that's super funny. I can't imagine cleaning old lobster either. Three month old lobster—that's that's, oh, that's terrible. A day old. Yeah, uh, Wes, what about you?
8: Uh, I don't know. I guess I kind of have the luxury of being picky. So it'd be anything dead or any kind of like bodily fluids or anything like that. I don't even like interiors at all unless it's just, you know, vacuuming stuff down. <laughs> yeah 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 i just i don't know but i'm different like it's it's not a full-time thing for me and i'm i mainly get you know ocd car guy stuff that's not jacked up anyway the paint might be jacked up but the interiors are probably pretty clean so
1: cool man thanks uh nick cooking with nick what about you you open up a car and you see a Tesla logo. Is that what it is? And you go, I'm out or what? I'm done. Not oh. quite. Not quite. I'm oh. tapping into my my old,
11: my first detailing job at a car wash locally. That was hairy. It was. Um, and I, I ran into all of these, so I'm never going to do them again. Number one. Neat, I, I have three of these needles and a spoon. Ooh.
7: Right, Ooh, right off the one. bat. By there.
11: Under the seat. I'm out. I'm not That's sucking it up plan. in the vacuum. I'm not touching it. I'm out. This thing.
8: I'm not even watching it.
11: <laughs> nope. No one here. Yeah. Never, uh, <laughs> number two, it like like flying, nope. like flying insects, a beehive, a wash nest, oh. a hornet hole, anything like that. Stuck in the glove box, stuck in the air filters, anywhere like that. I'm out. Straight up ants, I can kind of deal with like roaches. Okay, you can suck them off with a vacuum and and go around with it. You can kind of aim at it and suck them up. A bee like flying around like that, not chief. Like, I'm out. Like, three and number three, severe mold. Like, you got a little spot on the carpet, like this big. All right, I'll scrub it out and suck it up for you. Like, hopefully, you got your your leak problem solved at this point. Yeah, like if you're. Yeah, but like, if your whole floor mat, every inch of it, has spores growing out oh, of it, yeah, I'm that's out. A problem. Yep. I'm out, chief. <laughs> <laughs> feces that's and problem. stuff, yeah. feces and stuff. I'm okay with because, like, to an extent, like, because enough water and enough soap and enough suction and a mask and gloves you can kind of mm-hmm. deal with it. I'm not getting a wasp to my face. No, nah. just no. I'm not getting a needle in my hand. No, I'm not no. getting mold in my lungs. No, no, straight up. Can I protect my myself from from the dog poop in your front carpet? Yes.
4: I never thought right. about that, all Nick. Right. I'm allergic, and I'd run from that wasp too. I'd be out. Yep. I'd be <laughs> running twenty yards down the, down the street. Uh,
1: all right. <laughs> But it does happen. Yeah. I'd put a helmet on. <laughs> 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 yeah.
8: Mountain
1: lion. There we go. Oh, my bad, John. I didn't mean to mute you, but I I just heard somebody talking in the background, so I was trying to mute everybody. uh all right, Cody. Close it down with you. What is it that you're opening up and seeing, and then you're going, "Hell no, I'm out."
12: Oh man, I. I've never actually turned a detail down, but I try to wean them out beforehand uh, if they're very bad, but I don't know. You've never the...
1: turned down a detail?
12: Uh, no, not in my four years as a business. All right. But I have had ones that show up and are more or uh, worse than were discussed that I've just
1: talked like Clean.
12: Yeah. <laughs> And done those, but I'd say the biggest things would be like, yeah, a bunch of live bugs and shit, or I don't know, human feces or urine or mm. excess uh, semen or something like that.
1: Somebody, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Semen would be interesting, wouldn't it? Like Where just, you see like it's shot all over the place and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do
10: that. Headliner, er,
1: look, John, John had a story like that. Yep. John. You you got a semen story? Yeah, yeah you got a, I, semen story. Guy
3: tried to get me to clean. It. Long story short, a guy tried to get me to clean it. it was oh, wasn't it like car. he
1: cheated on his wife or yes, something? Yeah, 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 that's
3: right. And I smoothly told his wife, "Hey, you might want to check this. You know, this is you know had some fun in the back seat. What? Yeah, wanted me to clean it. It's your car, beautiful car. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It was it was bad, and and, and he looked at me like. Like, dude, we ain't homies. I ain't covering you, man. No. It was just,
11: yeah. Yeah. And and Marty.
1: Customer's Marty's always first. first. Yep. I,
10: you know how uh, you said you want to do
0: an animal feces? Well, I did a no, car. No, no, I'm not agreeing with that. Okay? What? Your Wait. job is to detail. Your job ain't to be cheaters.com. No. <laughs> oh, you just not up your
3: stream of income. You're no, no I did not. I what? also... I also sleep at night, did the details. She paid me, tipped me, had a good day, and said, thank you for saving me a relationship problem. Uh, I played Dr. Phil and detailed the cars. I'm good to go. Dr. Cool Marie. That. Marie. Dude, Marie. I read in that
0: stuff, and it ain't got my, nothing to do with me. You hear my
10: me? My dad watches Marie.
3: Oh, but it, that, that was a moral thing that I'm like, no, nah, your wife is sitting right there, and you're asking me to clean something that you did with another girl. Don't ask me to cover it up. I ain't. I'm here to clean things, not here to fix it.
0: Oh, oh. So both of them was there at the same time. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. okay
1: and I, it was I, the I, wife's I, car, so it was her. He, she was the customer. Well, yeah. Also,
4: I remember that podcast. Wasn't the guy okay. really rude to you, Oh, he was beyond yeah.
2: rude.
3: Yeah. And, and it just it was just, it was just <laughs> it, one. It was yes. I I get I get there was a personal thing going on there too. But the other side of it is. Seeing the look on her face, obviously she knew something was going on, but the fact is, is that he tried to say, oh, can you clean that spot? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, cool. And I, the joke was, I'm like, oh, you must have had some fun back here, you know? And I had gloves and stuff like that. And he goes, oh yeah, 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 but you know, the wife can't, know. Dude, your wife's over here. You ain't putting that guilt on my face. Uh, it's not gonna happen. I may be a
6: couple people.
3: Yeah, you okay. just can't put that on somebody like that. That's just not, not. <laughs> I got paid and, and I was, I was cool with it. And she was, Oh, and the better part of that is she's still my client. And ah. she is And she still is nice and she's not a bitter lady, but
0: that's good. That's what I want to make sure your income's still rolling in. No, my income yeah. is still going in. I'm good okay. to go. Good. Yeah.
1: So Joe, let me ask you, right. You're cleaning a car and you're in that situation.
0: What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, so if I heard correctly, both of the spouses were there and he was the middleman. OK, yes, that ain't got nothing to do with me. You understand what I'm saying? I'm here to detail the car. Y'all hash that out. <laughs> but I thought those one spouse wasn't there. And then all of a sudden he became. No, but
1: but so the, the the wife is paying you and the yep. husband comes over and says, clean this spot. I'm I, I cheating on my wife with somebody in this back seat." You're just yeah. gonna clean it and not say anything?
0: I'm gonna clean it faster than a little bit. <laughs> you, but
1: you're it, not gonna you're not gonna control your income and be like, bro. Yeah. That's, that's oh
0: exactly. wait. Okay. So yeah, I, that, what he's talking that, about. I think it's blackmailing to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's blackmailing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying Keeper <laughs> okay, so keeper, right? Am I keep if I am I earning the money for cleaning up that spot altogether or is it a a freebie type clean?
3: Oh, I think quick? all bets are off when you're talking about something like that. Yeah. that <laughs> yeah. what was this, it? Her period was on or something? What you had no. to clean up?
1: No, no. male semen. He the had run
3: in the back seat with a young girl.
1: Yeah, all over the seat.
5: Is that opposed to female semen Marty? <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs>
3: Nowadays, who knows? Yeah, yeah that's oh, called a squirt. Was oh. say, or it's called pee. No, yeah, it was a full we, on. That's
1: just Derek, we're thing. definitely the drunk people at the bar now. We're definitely the drunk people at the bar. We're being pushed out the <laughs> door. I don't, I don't, I
3: don't <laughs> do. You ain't got to go home to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> no,
10: John, John. Yes, John, I, I was going to tell you, I did a car where I found. Uh, uh, an earring underneath this guy's seat, and I pulled it out, and it was the, it was the, it was, it was the husband's car, and I found it. And the guy, I "Oh man, I found under the seat." And the, the guy got all white, looked at me, goes, "Where'd you find that?" And I was like, "Oh, right under the seat." He literally reached in his pocket, and handed me a hundred bill, and said, "You didn't see nothing there." He literally I, took it and put in his pocket, paid me for the detail, and I left. I just left. I, I had have it. situations
3: and like had that as well. Was yeah, bro, he murdered that chick. She, yeah. She was, no, no, <laughs>
0: dude, no. I don't know. I don't know. I, all I know is either
10: it was like, he like, and it was a Dodge Neon, like, uh, no, sorry, Dodge Nitro with horrible. I don't know if it's you guys get the Dodge Nitro. Oh, dude, really
5: Dodge good. Nitro, you for sure killed her. No chance. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's it's a fucking murderer car. Got those, it, car- got those, it, car-
10: those kidnapping car- at car- minimum. Those cardboard carpets, and then like that weird.
3: Center console thing where, like, you only got like
10: two feet for your feet, like garbage cars. So I'm sorry. I've, I had anyway. that exact
3: same thing happen, and, and I've done the exact same thing. Like, cool, cool. Hey, I'm, I'm good to go. But you put me in a moral dilemma telling me to shut my mouth. I'm like, I'm here to clean. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. I'll clean. You pay me.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I got it. <laughs> all right, let's close the pub down because no doubt we're all drunk talking about whether it's male semen or female semen, what's a or what's going on in the car. I mean, you're right. It's it's time to go ahead and close her on down. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, oh, I look forward to this conversation.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Guys, thanks so much for hopping in. Ryan, man, it's a pleasure for you to hop in. Lucas, as always, as you've been coming back in, thank you so much. Dustin, sure. man, great question early on. And uh thanks for uh thanks for hopping in, John. Appreciate it. Uh really I really enjoy the stockings you still got up, uh, man. That's just hell yeah. I love what that, And, cat, lot, man. Man. Love and that. those
10: cats, man.
1: Yeah, and the cats. Uh Joe Joe Clean, appreciate it. Uh Brandon, always good to see you. Derek, thanks so much. We'll see you soon at Mobile Tech. Everybody else is hell hopping yeah. in. Apparently, Nick Grooms is also hopping into Mobile Tech. Looking forward to seeing yes. him there. Wes. Long time no see. Appreciate you hopping in, bro. And uh, Cody, till next time. Guys, have a great week and uh, enjoy some community.
7: See you guys. Yeah. yeah. See you yeah. Hey, guys. Everyone. See you guys.